Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. Let's talk about self-trust. And let's think about it as a frequency. And I'll share what I mean by that and how to do that in a minute. But this morning I woke up at about 5 a.m. And it was super windy outside and I could hear the wind blowing and it was raining. And I woke up and I just felt this wave of, of stress in my body. And so I took some breaths and I tried to think my way into being calm. I rationalized, I justified, I told myself it was okay. And all of it worked temporarily until the fear came back. And I played that game for about 45 minutes or so. And then to my awareness came this phrase that I read in an email from my client about a week ago. You see, this client had just purchased one of my courses and shared with me how excited she was to be diving into the course because she really wanted to work on her frequency of trust. And I've always believed trust is a choice. But hearing her phrase it as a frequency was something I just delighted in. And I responded to her about how with trust as a frequency, it means it's something we can tune into at any time. And so I woke up this morning and after those 45 minutes of the fear, stress response, the in my mind trying to calm it down, that phrase, trust is a frequency, popped into my awareness. And I instantly felt the calm sensation wash throughout from within my body. Because with trust as a frequency, that reminder, I was able to, instead of trying to justify why it was okay, simply tune in to trusting that I was okay. Trusting not out of a mental body, but out of a place of letting go through awareness of the accessibility of self-trust. And in this specific case, it was a trust for the universe. There was no justification needed. There was no explaining to myself why. Just the reminder put me in the state of calm, like changing the radio station from a song whose lyrics or musical tones feel like they're bashing at you to a new tune that instantly makes you feel refreshed, renewed, calm. So I offer that concept to you all today. Trust is a frequency. And once I heard that phrase... 
My body was overcome with the calm. It was like the crashing of the tide washed over me and I immersed myself in the exquisite ease of surrendering to trust, trust what was and all that is. And so at that point, I felt a lot better. And now it's a little after 6 a.m. And I didn't feel the call to go back asleep. I felt called to come down here and, and share with you all this experience. And I'm doing it a little different. I'm recording this podcast standing up in a completely different room. All the lights are off. And it's kind of fun. It's, it's a beautiful time and space and energy to do it in. So it's great to be with you all. Now I want to celebrate a work win before we dive further into this concept of self-trust. And today I want to celebrate a new insight that one of my corporate clients is having. We had a session earlier this week, in fact, just yesterday upon my time of recording this, and she is a high-level leader in her company, and we were talking about shifting her team members from a doer mentality into a mentality of strategic vision. And so what my client realized was when she was referring to her team as team of doers, it created a mindset within the department of doing. But at this point in this stage within that department, it's time for a shift, a a whole culture change, so to speak, in terms of how that department interacts with itself and with the others within the company, which requires shifting out of the doer lens and into one that's more partnering, more strategic, more visionary. To set up her team that way, it starts with my client no longer seeing them as doers and instead realizing, yes, they have been doing, but that they can shift into strategy, potentially if just given the chance. And so instead of always feeling the need to show them how to do and what to do, she sees how she can coach them in the mindset of asking strategic questions about why something might be useful. And so what this client came to realize is it's not that she has a team of doers. It's that they've just been doing. And through shifting the mindset of her team, the mentality shift changes how they present themselves then and could change the way people respond in their own roles. And through sharing the purpose behind the asks and not just the asks themselves, she can also help position her staff to understand the strategy. And so I'm here to celebrate this client for her willingness to let go of her previous viewpoint, tune into a frequency of trust, 
and create the opening for her reports to be strategic visionaries. All right, let's now go to the official topic, which we've already been covering in this win. But now let's tackle it a little bit more directly. I don't really like the word tackle. My body did not respond well to that word. As you're talking, start to notice how your body resonates with words. Often we try to control our language from a place of mindset because we we believe there are words that are good to think and words that are bad to think or say. And I mean, a lot of times those beliefs about words you should or should not use are based in your own habituated responses to things. But sometimes when we do it at that level of the mind, it feels more like we're just trying to control our mind as opposed to really choosing, oh, that word did not resonate with me. And so when I just now said the word tackle, like let's tackle trust more directly now, I literally feel my body, especially right, right behind my heart, It's like um, a pressure point in my back right behind my heart is triggered in a non-supportive way. And so feeling that, I choose to, to drop that phrase for the time being and instead say, let's move forward deeper into this topic of trust. And bottom line, trust is a frequency. And so in today's episode, I've already talked about it in terms of trusting others. If you're that leader, now in the rest of the episode, I want to think about it from the lens of the self first and foremost, as well as that of all that is as a whole. Self-trust is a frequency. And in order to have this conversation, I feel the need within myself to trust What does that mean? I feel the need to deliver this episode not from the egoic at the front, the egoic self, the personality of Lisa, but instead from thy inner wisdom, the soul within, who affectionately has shared with me in a previous episode with you all the name Loving Light. And so I'm going to drop deeper out of the egoic self into the loving light within my own being, my, my essence, and also not within, but that is my essence. It's true form. More so, it's, it's state of more expanded awareness. It's not that it's truer. It's just an expanded awareness perspective in order to deliver today's episode now. My egoic self wants you to know. This likely means this episode may not be as structured. It might not be like step one, step two, step three. It also might be a little winding and chaotic, and I don't even know where it goes. And Lisa's mind, which I often call the egoic self, mind the mental feeling body and the connection between the two and the reinforcing cycle those create, that's That's what Lisa calls the ego. 
but some will say it's the mind, uh, but whatever word you used, that self of Lisa is not as comfortable with this idea of just going in the unknown, of just flowing. It doesn't feel correct from a mental perspective. But when I drop into the deeper expansiveness, into loving light, it feels like the way to go. And so that's where we're headed today. All right. Now you're going to hear me guiding myself into that inner wisdom, that voice, that consciousness that is within. And as I do this, it gives you an idea of of potentially ways you can tap into your own, your own soul. We each can channel that expansive point of awareness. So you'll hear a little bit about Lisa's process in today's episode. Let it be an invitation to play with your own process, to trust in your own ability to tap into that aspect of who you are. Here we go. Lisa's taking some breaths now. I'm doing so to drop out of my mind into my body. I'm starting to feel the little chills. Some would call them truth chills. I'm starting to feel them in my body and my eyes are now closed. (sighs) Lisa's mind is chiming in, wanting to make sure that I remember to stay close to the mic. (laughs) I hear you, Lisa's mind. Do not fret. Trust. I'm inviting Lisa's mind to trust. Pausing now. Mm. Lisa's body, her ears. They feel different now. It's almost like when, when you change pressure points while driving or on a plane and your ears start to feel different, it's, it's almost like they need to be popped, but not to that extensiveness. <sighs> Lisa's now moving her neck, her shoulders, oh, her body. Oh, yawning. Mm. Lisa's inner voice is here. My mind's chiming in again, questioning if this is true. Releasing the resistance now with some out-breaths. Mm. Lisa's mind freaking out that this is way too weird to put in a podcast episode. (laughs) Laughing now because the body knows 
It is a way to release with ease. Release instead of analyze or justify or try to think our way out of those thoughts. <sighs> we'll use the body. <sighs> Some more yawning. <sighs> Stretches, noises, Lisa's mind chiming in again, thinking these sound way too suggestive to be in a podcast episode. <laughs> This is why we had her do it at this time of day. (laughs) The mind isn't fully awake with the way that the brain chemistry is at 6 a.m. versus when she would normally record this episode. (sighs) Also, when she thinks about her hormonal cycles, today is a great day for her to be recording this all. Lisa's mind's... Her egoic self has so much emotion around that. Oh, we're going to pause for a moment. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Now we're going to say some phrases for Lisa's mind to help it ease into the trust. Because when the mind trusts, it's in surrender. And when it's in surrender, it's not that it's submitted to us out of force, condemnation, condemnation, compliance, no. It's an ease, an ease into allowing itself to be guided which is what it was designed for in the first place. Mm, So Lisa's mind, (laughs) we saw you just now look to make sure that the mic was being able to pick up. We assure you we we will remain connected as the universe calls. And Lisa's mind, Lisa's ego, Lisa's emotional self, It's okay. We know you have questions, and those questions are not ones for today's episode. We'll work with you on those specific questions separately. But you'll also find that today's episode is actually here to answer those exact questions that your mind woke up with at 5 a.m. today that you didn't feel was safe to share on the episode. And we're telling you now, Today's episode will guide the answers that you seek in a way that is safe for you to access. (sighs) Loving light is here. Hello, all you lovely listeners. We are speaking to you now. Mm. How was that for you? Did you delight? In the process of hearing Lisa drop out of her ego and into her soul, did it freak you out a bit? Did you get triggered? Mm, Whatever the response, we welcome you to delight in it, to bask in, in the experience because you came to this earth in this time and space to have experience, to have those qualities, to have that essence, part of the process of living in the here, in the now, in this life, in physical form, as a human, in your human body, is to
to be a little bit triggered is to be a little bit tense because like any good storyteller, tension builds, conflict rises to be released in the, oh, the sweet, sweet sensation of release. Mm. As you face challenges, obstacles, as your mind may call them, and as you move through each one, the buildup, the feeling like things are wrong, and the realization that all is well. The gap between those two experiences, mm, my friends, that is where so much wisdom lies. Because it reminds you of, of who you really are. When you give yourself the chance to pause, to play, to realize what feels good to your body, not to your egoic emotional self, though those emotions, when connected to the body, do give us insights. You see, there are layers to emotion. There are egoic emotions conjured by our mind from a place of the egoic self, disconnected from the soul. And then there are emotions conjured by the egoic self from a place of connection to the soul. Well, how do you know which is which? Oh, how Lisa loves to complicate the answer to that question, but the truth really is your body. Your body is the conduit. Why else would we put humans in a body, if not to use it as a conduit, as a connection field, a point of impact for you to use to reference, to guide you? into tapping into your own frequency. Mm, My friends, if you take one thing from today and Lisa's mind delights in hearing that phrase because she's thanking thanking us (laughs) for making it easy for listeners. And if you take one thing from today, let it be that your body is your guide, your cue, your connection, your conduit, your connector into your soul. Mm into all that is. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lisa's mind is concerned that she's being too loud for her husband trying to sleep in the other room. We assure her all is well. All is well. And we also share this with you listeners to share that tapping in to your soul, whether you call it your soul, your higher self, your spirit within, your inner voice, your guiding conscious, God, the inner Buddha, whatever you call it, it's not that you're egoic mind has to go completely offline, though sometimes it may. 
it could still be there. It's just that the order of operations, so to speak, has shifted. So that instead of you leading with your mind, with it seeming like we're just chiming in, it becomes the opposite. It becomes leading with the soul, with the mind chiming in. And I am here to say we are designed to do it in this way. And if you haven't been operating in that way, do not fret, my child, my loves, my dears. I use the phrase child not in a place of condescending, but in a place of innocence. We are all innocent. We are all child, so to speak. It is not that you have been wrong. In fact, we would offer perhaps There is no wrong other than when you feel a response from your body. If something feels wrong to your body, it's a cue back to yourself. And sometimes we miss those cues. Mm, We have two paths we could go here. We are going to start with one. And then bring in the other. But please know both these have to do with trust. Lisa and her husband have been doing training with their dog a lot recently. Because sweet pirate is also spunky pirate. And spunky pirate, the corgi, gets a little fear aggressive as the humans like to say. And when fear aggressive... mm, When fear aggressive, little pirate doesn't know what to do because pirate is out of trust in those moments of fear aggression when he lunges, when he growls, when he wants to bite, to cause havoc, to be a terror. It is because he is in a state of terror. What causes fear? Oh, my loves, whether in the canines or in the human realm, fear Fear is caused by disconnection, an egoic disconnection. And all disconnection represents not being tuned in or realization of the ability of the tuning of trust. And so when our minds react... from a place of disconnection. We are little pirates, little corgis in fear-aggressive states. Mm. I see now an image that I just flashed to Lisa's awareness of Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer. He has a new show. You can access it on Disney+. Plus. Thank you, Lisa's mind. We appreciate your specificity here. It's called Better Human, Better Dog. Thank you, Lisa's mind. <laughs> we appreciate it. And in this show, Caesar shares it's about trust, respect, and love. And he offers to those dog owners lead with trust, lead with trust first. 
And we feel that is a perfect conduit into today's conversation around trust, which brings us to that second path. Now that we've used Lisa's dog pirate as a way in to talk about trust and fear, we want to bring it back to you. The frequency of trust. We think we can't trust our dog because we know what our dog has done. We think we need the dog to trust us first. Trust is a frequency though, my loves. So it's not about a point of access. It's an energy wave in itself. It's not a point. It's almost like it's a tone. It's not the key on the piano. It's the sound that emits when the key is pressed. You press the key, out sparks the trust. Not really a spark. More so, you allow yourself to hear the resonance, the resounding sound of trust. This is why tonal qualities are so important to us as humans. We say us as humans because each and every one of you listening is a, is a soul who's separated to be in human form. It's not that you're not the human. It's just that was you becoming a piano key. But don't forget, the sound emerges. We think we have to find a way to create the sound. But instead, let's assume the sound is always there. We just create as humans these different ways to access it. Do you have to hit a piano key to hear the tone that you seek? My beauties, no. You can hear that tone in so many ways. That old adage, if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? Perhaps it always was sounding. We just didn't know to tune into that field of vibration until we saw the cue of the tree falling. We don't know to tune in the vibration of the sound, of the quality of the sound of the piano until we hit the key. Mm. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Who has, who has delighted and been curious and Shocked and baffled by that movie. Mm. Yes. It gets to the essence of much of what we are talking about today. That movie can feel stressful and chaotic, and also it's beautiful. Relates to that point we spoke about earlier, about the tension, the conflict, the gap that sometimes we create for ourselves in order to see who, who, We really are. 
We are the ego in a way. But as we go through this time and space, we invite you all to zoom out away from the ego at the forefront. We are at that time and space, my loves. You are invited, called upon to listen to your body as your cue, as you invite your mind to trust. We prefer the word trust to surrender, but truly, trust is a surrendering, and we only prefer that word because so many people have negative connotations around the idea of surrender. It sounds like surrendering is giving up. And we're saying, oh, my loves, it's not giving up. It's letting go. Those are not the same. Lisa's mind chiming in to say that is going to be a separate podcast episode at some point. (laughs) Okay, Lisa, we hear you. Hmm. If you're concerned that letting go, surrendering to the frequency of trust means you're going to be duped. You're going to be taken advantage of. You're going to become wounded because in the past when you've surrendered, you feel you've been wounded. Oh, we send you so much love and we share with you, my friend. Infliction comes from within. Mm, Then you may be thinking, how is that so? There are wars out there. People get hurt. People get killed. How could it be that wounds come from self-infliction? Hmm. We ask you to check in with your body. One, was it really a wound? Perhaps it was your body says yes. Two, what for? We crave connection with others, with ourselves, with all that is. So our egoic self, while tries to forcibly drive the show, does not truly want to. And so the egoic mind and feeling body from the ego, from a disconnected ego, or a connected ego creates circumstances or more so plugs into the circumstances available around it in order to show itself its truth in order to release the traumas within the body traumas inflictions from the past 
Mm. It's not that people don't do terrible things to one another. But once we see beyond the artificial one another to the fact that there is only the one, we see what we mean by all wounds are self-inflicted. It truly just depends on which vantage point you're calling upon. If If you're from stuck within the egoic self, separated from all, separated from you, your soul, first and foremost, which then means you're separated from all, then yes, things happen to you. You are wounded. You are victimized. It might sound like I'm contradicting myself here, but it all depends on which point of access you are hearing this information from. Where I stand dictates what's to my left and what's to my right. We share this because what perspective you hear information from influences what that information does to and for you. This brings us back to our bodies as our cue. Because you see the bodies emerge first in the womb, before the mind, most certainly, but also before the feeling body. You first have the physical body. This creates an easier originator or access point to the soul being from the body. When your mind's confused and you want clarity and emotionally you're distraught because of the confusion, take some breaths out of the mind, releasing the feelings And it brings you back into the body. Your mind will continually want to hop, hop, hop into the driver's seat. Because that's the role it's often habituated into taking. But think about children. Mm. Brilliant, brilliant children. How wise they are, often wiser than the adults. How is this? Because often in those beginning years, their soul through the body is still in the driver's seat. But as the higher cognitive capacities continue to develop an awareness of its own, the ego is born, is birthed at a more intensified level of separation. And it begins to assume that it is the one calling the shots. And so the ego takes over 
but the soul is always there. It's not even that the soul is waiting, though it is. But waiting implies almost a twiddling of the thumbs, so to speak. But it's not that it just sits there, humming to itself, waiting to be called upon, no. It's the tone, the fallen tree sound, the emergence of the key from the piano, waiting for you to see the tree fall, waiting for you to hit the piano key, to tune back into itself, a.k.a. to tune back in to you. This tuning in, that's what we mean by the frequency of trust. It is natural, my loves. People want me to tell them, how do I do this? People come to Lisa to be told, how do I do this? And the truth is, you already know. Now, as humans, that answer does not satisfy the egoic self, creates flare-ups in our feeling state, creates resistance and frustration for ourselves. Nobody wants to be told they already know when they feel like they do not know. And it's because the ego can never know. And so in one sense, you don't know if the you that is asking and receiving the answer is the ego. The ego cannot know because the ego is a more pinpricked point. It's it's farther, it's more specific, it's more detailed. The leaf on the tree does not see the forest. It's not meant to, it's meant to be the leaf. But the leaf can tune into the branch, can tune into the trunk, can tune into the roots, which can tune into the soil, what's connected to the other roots. And the forest emerges. But the leaf has to let go of its perspective that it is a leaf for it to see the forest, which means it has to not be the leaf. Because to let go of the perspective of the leaf doesn't mean the leaf disappears. But it's like that phrase that human expression of putting something on the back burner. It's still on the burner, but it's not at the forefront. It's not the point of conscious awareness. And so, the leaf on its own, in its own perspective alone, does not know. But when the leaf lets itself trust, there could be more. Trust that it can connect, gets back to its own root, so to speak. Oh, we've used that so to speak phrase so often today. Why is that? 
Why is that Lisa's mind wants to know? Because everything that we're saying now is just a transmission of words, a way to speak, of which there are limitless potentials for how to share this information, this message. We share it in this way because it's what Lisa has access to. It's her connection point, her key that she struck to hear the tone. But the words are not the answer. They're just the way to speak it. A clue into the answer. A piano key struck. The tone. The tone of trust. Say the word trust. Say it in a way that resonates with your body. Trust, 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 trust. <laughs> whichever way helps. Even the goofy ones can be sometimes the best way because again, the goofy leads to laughter and laughter is release. That is the beauty of humor. What is humor? It's the unexpected. Lisa loves when she's in a client session and she asks the client a question and she kind of maybe thinks she knows what they're going to say. And then they say something completely unexpected. It delights, it fascinates her because it's her seeing her own mind and the path that it had been on and reminding herself of the openness. There are so many answers, so many ways, so many paths, so many viewpoints, vantages. Laughter reminds us of the limitless possibilities. Or most, more so, laughter is the cue that we've just met the unexpected. And the unexpected is often that reminder of the limitless possibilities of life. Hmm. And so trust is a frequency. Your egoic self, that leaf, can use the body as the branch to the roots of your inner voice, the soul. The soul is not the end of the path, though, my friends. The soul is a, a broader point of Conscious presence when called upon. But we can zoom out. And this brings us to the final topic for today. Trusting in the universe. And all that is in the soil that nourishes our branches that supports, fuels, offers grounding structure for our soul within its body that has an ego. Trusting all that is sometimes 
can be a way to the soul. Have you ever been trying to solve a problem, but you're so zoomed in on the problem? I mean, even calling it a problem in itself (laughs) is a representation of the zoom in factor here. You're so zoomed in on the details that you can't see a solution. And so you may tell yourself, all right, I need to zoom out. I need to think bigger picture here. And so you try to zoom out to the broader vision. But you feel like you're still battling the details. Your mind keeps wanting to zoom in because it's, it's still pretty close to the details in your zoomed out version. And so then you decide you're just going to go take a walk or watch that holiday movie that's just come out or, oh my goodness, there are two new Corgi movies this year Cor- uh, for Christmas. There's, it's a Royal Corgi Christmas and a Corgi for Christmas. Lisa's mind and honestly the soul as well invite you to watch both those movies because they are so fun because they have corgis in them. (laughs) Anyways, back to our point. So you've had this, so to speak, problem and you've zoomed out to think bigger, but your brain keeps wanting to pull you into the problem. You try to sell yourself on the idea of thinking bigger, of broadening out, of zooming out. But you, you still feel stumped. And so you, you go and you watch a movie. Or you go for a walk or you sleep on it for a night or you take a shower or you go and you play a video game or you play a chess match. You distract yourself. What is that? Well, that's zooming out way beyond. And then an idea pops in to your awareness, a solution, an answer. Huh, could it really be that simple, you think? So maybe at first you don't fully buy in or trust the solution you've come to, but you decide to give it a try because what have you got to lose? Maybe that specific solution works and maybe it doesn't, but it gets you back into movement and momentum again. We bring this up because it applies to this idea of trust from the universal perspective, as in the universe perspective, as in trusting all that is. Sometimes, if we be more direct with this translation here, Focusing on the utter specificities of the quote-unquote problem is like you being fully in your egoic state. You then trying to zoom out to think bigger from that egoic lens would mean thinking bigger as you trying to tune into your soul. But you're still in the problem mentality. You're, you're not fully bought in. You're not fully trusting you because it's still close to you. It's still, it's still frequency. It's like ne- the key next to your current point. It's, it's too close to the mind that your mind doesn't want to let go. It's, it still sees itself as driving. So jump in another car, a.k.a. go watch 
a corgi for Christmas or go for a walk or play a game of chess. And now you've zoomed out so beyond yourself that you're not thinking about yourself at all. Then you get the answer. That's like trusting in the universe. So this morning, we mentioned Lisa woke up in a state of fear from some subconscious thoughts and programming that she's been feeding herself. And she knows of what we speak, of what we reference. And trying to calm herself down by accessing us wasn't working because we were too we felt too close to the frequency of her mind to her mind's vantage point. And so instead, she went the roundabout way. Remembered trust is a frequency. Trusted in the universe. Zoomed beyond herself. Stopped thinking about herself entirely. Trusted in the universe. And it allowed her to find her way back to her, to the soul. The quickest way is sometimes the detour. Anyone who lives in Michigan could relate to that. <laughs> Road construction means sometimes you don't you don't want to go down the freeway that's been closed to one lane and every pressured point, every car is trying to go through it. Sometimes the quickest way is the back roads through the country. Sometimes that's the easiest way. Quickest, not in the time standpoint, but in terms of ease, maybe also time. But the point here is trust is a frequency. You can turn the dial up on the radio or down on the radio, and eventually you'll be able to get to the same point. the point of yourself. So we invite you not to try to force trust. That's like being so focused on hitting the piano key that you're always thinking about hitting the piano key and you don't ever get to hear the sound that it emits. So don't try to force the trust. Just remind yourself that it is accessible. And when we say to trust the universe or to trust your direct reports or to trust your boss or to trust yourself, we're saying to trust your soul or the souls of others. You don't have to trust the human ego You don't have to trust the egos of others. Trust that beneath that ego is a soul. And that soul is love and connected because the soul is the access point into the greater realms. So people talk about spirit guides and guardian angels and all of that divine pleasure points of access and The soul can help be that conduit to get there. Ask.
as can the universe at large. And so when it comes to trusting yourself, your body is the branch. Your body can help you to see. Notice how your body responds to the words. And then ask yourself, why? Is my body responding that way because I have some egoic trauma from the past to release? Is this something I can release now? Every point of despair is a symbol of disconnection. And the body can show us when the mind is confused. Use laughter, my loves. Breathe, dance, play, move, stretch, yawn. Lay down, sleep. Swim, shower, cook, get tactile. Eat something delicious, not to numb out, but to tap in. Savor each morsel on your tongue. Taste the flavor, not from the mind, but from the body. Lisa has done this before, and it fascinates her. Because food tastes different depending on whether you are eating it from the perspective of the emotion the mental, or the body. So when people talk about eating intuitively, they're talking about the body. How does this taste when I eat it to my body? Not the flavor from a mental aspect. From the body's tuning. And the gentle nudge of reminding yourself that trust is a frequency is your cue to release. And sometimes when our minds don't feel psychologically safe, to do so. And so what happens is we build more and more and more tension. Our bodies even do this for us. You do this for yourself. You build tension in yourself almost as a way to to show yourself the way that you've been going is not the way. Your mind thinks it's safer to not go that way. But if it if it is what it is where you're, where you're called to next and your body says or your mind says not safe, not safe what we end up doing within ourselves is building up the tension until it feels less safe not to do it than to do it this is where people will get sick so what we refer to as conflict or tension, or problems from the egoic place. It's fine to reference them that way if you're in your ego vantage point and that's what feels true. But we invite you to know that from a different perspective, that problem is a solution in itself because it's guiding you back to you. 
Because when the tension arises because you're not following the guide within yourself, it's not that the soul is vindictive. It's that the mind is not in control. It pretends to be, but it never was. Sure, it can plan the minutiae of the human, the schedule for when to meet, in order to interact in the reality of time and space. But in this point of conscious awareness, we've outgrown the egoic point of control. We are in the space to let the ego be the advocate for our souls, my loves. So any problem you seek is a solution in itself because it points you back to the inner conflict, to the dependence you've created to another or to a situation or to an outcome you've attached to. Expand beyond that outcome, beyond yourself even. Listen for the tone from a place of ease. Trusting the tone is there. Trust is a frequency. Just like radio wave frequencies are all around us. Trust is a frequency. Your body knows how to tune into it. Connect back into your body. It'll guide you to yourself. Not the egoic self, the soulful self. The self that can help you access all that is. And sometimes, like we mentioned, you got to go beyond the self, the soul self, in order to access the soul self. The point is not to veg out through your life. There's a reason you came to this earth, to this time, to this space. So don't deny your soul that opportunity by trying to zoom out beyond it all the time and to just be in a state of complete Zen, completely self as in soul less. You can't have a leader without a follower. If you allow your ego to surrender to your soul, your soul can connect you back to what you're here to do. Not that there's a specific action, but more so that there's that experiential quality of, of living, truly living. From a place of interplay between the soul self and the all self. Thank you all for listening today. Use this episode as a cue to tone, to tune, and to trust. It is a frequency that you can access right now. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you loved what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I help my clients to show up and do their work their way with soul. Whether it's so you can excel in your current role or so you can figure out what you want for your next role and get that role, coaching can help you get there. It begins with a consult. Sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. This is your free call and it is that first step towards that new life, that transformation into you doing your work in your way with soul.